Blog Talk Welcome. This is your host, Daya Devi Doolin, and I have a very special guest I'm going to introduce to you in just a little bit. The name of our show is The Only Way Out Is In, and it's based on my award-winning book, The Only Way Out Is In, The Secrets of the 14 Realms to Love, Happiness, and Success. Thank you for joining us, and if uh, you call in and you're the third caller today, You'll be getting a free ASOT book, which we call um, ASOT Project, and it's Americans Saving Ourselves Together, How to Thrive in the 21st Century. So um, whoever gets this book is going to be a winner. (laughs) Last month in January, we talked about the 12 powers of man based on the book by Charles Fillmore, the founder of Unity, Unity Churches, Unity School, and we talked about... Uh, a challenge for yourself, which was developing your faith within 12 days or 12 weeks or 12 months. And Peter being the center of the brain, uh, found in the center of the brain, is the faculty head there or the department head. And so we just wanted to um, share again again, share again with you about strength. And the head of our strength power is Andrew, which is found in our loins. And... Um, Give yourself a challenge if you're feeling like uh, you don't have strength or power in relationships or your career or your job or as a parent, parenting as a single parent or a couple, or if you don't have, uh, feel your strength is up to par with um, supporting your mate, male or female or whatever, um, give yourself a challenge every day for the next 12 days in developing that. And this is what he suggests and reminds us about. This is again Charles Fillmore. Fillmore. We are pressed upon by ideas of materiality. Thoughts make things, and the material ideas that are pressing upon us are just as substantial in the realm of mind as material things are substantial in the realm of matter. Everything has origin in thought, and material thoughts will bring about and bring forth material things. So you should baptize and cleanse with your spiritual word every center. Baptizing, excuse me, baptizing is cleansing, and it always represents the erasing power of the mind. When the baptizing power of the word is poured upon a center, such as your loins or your brain, center of your brain, it cleanses all material thought, and any kind of impotence is vitalized with new life and the whole subconsciousness is awakened and quickened. The word of the Lord is there sown in the body, and once the word of the Lord is sown in any of these centers, the cells of which are like blank phonograph records, they take the thought that is given them and send it through the whole organism. So the baptism of strength goes to the uttermost parts of the body and every one of our 12 powers under the divine law, feels the new strength. So take that information with you and use it until we uh, 
talk and see each other or meet each other again on a different site. I now would like to introduce you to um, my special guest today, Mark Peebler, known as Dr. Dream. And he's going to share with us uh, the topic of our today's uh, talk. He's going to share with us, with us conscious creation tools. And so, um, Mark, uh, I'd like to ask if you would uh, come on now and join me. Hi, Thank Mark. you so much. It's an honor to be here. Well, great. Thank you. Um, it's an honor for me, too. So we have honor going on here, <laughs> power of uh, oneness. I'd like you to, in your own words, and just spend your own you know, amount of time here in talking about how you got started with um, being Dr. Dream and how you got started in sharing. I know um, you came out of a a situation which was what you call is like a victim mindset, and um, tell me how that has led you to where you are today in helping others and helping them to see a, a better life for themselves. Great. I think uh, I'm like so many other people that um, come to a realization at some point uh, in our lives that maybe there is a better way of being that serves our highest good. And uh, at some point in my, I would say in my 20s, my early 20s, I started paying a little more conscious attention to my thought process. Mm -hmm. uh, and what I was finding was that... Um, it didn't always make me feel good, and it didn't always serve me. And what did make me feel good and what I felt really did serve me was to be positive, was to, uh, you know, come from a perspective that, uh, that was optimistic. Now, realize this was uh, over 20 years ago. So uh, we have uh, accelerated quite a bit in our um, understanding, I believe, of how things work and 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 how the collective consciousness has uh, has progressed. But uh, at that time, for me, it was it was simply about being positive and uh, looking at the world through through those eyes. Now. In my life, I had always been um, a, a seeker, I guess. Always looked for the deeper meaning of what everything uh, life was about. It wasn't enough um, that I was being told uh, in my family and in school that, you know, this is the black and white of it and, and this is how it works. And it it, it just never really settled in with me that that was uh, the the truth of of how reality was. And I was very fortunate uh, when I was 12 years old to have gone on uh, a trip with my, my older brother, who at the time was 14, and our great aunt and uncle. And they took us uh, through South America. 
And uh, I had many really amazing experiences, but uh, the most amazing that trip was at Machu Picchu. And I didn't realize till years later, uh, you know, how all this was connected. But uh, at this time, uh, I've been, I went back to Machu Picchu when I turned 30, my Saturn returns. And uh, I've traveled all over the world to sacred sites and uh, really have uh, used those experiences along with so many others to expand my view of how it all works, uh, the nature of reality. And I found myself living uh in Sedona, Arizona, we moved to Sedona in 1999. I had gone to Arizona State University. I grew up in Omaha, Nebraska, um, and then came out to California and finished my last two years of high school at Laguna Beach High School. And then I went to Arizona State University for college to get my degree in business administration. But we used to take trips up to Sedona on the weekends and at different times and I had some really amazing experiences there and so jump forward to 1999 uh, we my wife and I moved there and uh, I spent uh, almost nine years there and in that process uh, had a number of openings and awakenings and realizations but I went through a program there called the Sedona Intensive. And um, this is a week-long program, and it, it allowed me to really shift everything because what happened to me was I found myself in a beautiful big house in Sedona with all the trappings that, based on my conditioning, would have suggested that I had made it in the world yes, I and what, what I found was that I didn't feel fulfilled inside and uh, it was myself and my daughter I, I have uh, sole custody of my daughter she's now nine and um, I was driving what I wanted to drive and you know there was plenty of money around and um, yes. I was certainly having a good time but but there was something missing so through a series of synchronistic um, events, I um, ended up uh, going through the Sedona Intensive and uh, literally came out of it a week later um, like a kid in the reality-creating candy store of life. And that was the experience that just thrust me forward into... Uh, conscious creation uh, into being truly present in the moments that make up my life and also into identifying my path which is about connecting with as many people as possible and being a positive trigger having a positive impact on everyone with whom I come into contact and so um, shortly after that experience at the Sedona Intensive, um, I was at an event in uh, Nevada called Burning Man. Mm -hmm. And 
Oh, it's a, it's an incredible event for the week. It is the um, I think the fifth largest city in Nevada for the week. It's the largest Leave No Trace event in the world. About sixty thousand people there. And uh, this particular year that I went, my intent was to identify what my life was truly about. Now that I knew I could create whatever it is I wanted. And uh, out of that uh, experience uh, came my program, uh, Dream the Biggest Dream, and uh, the uh, steps that I've taken to be right where I'm at here today, speaking to you. <laughs> That's great. That's just, uh, well, it's awesome. It's just awesome that you found yourself open and seeking and uh, when we seek you know and, and cause ourselves to be open and receptive that's when we get the greatest help from the universe possible so uh, that's why I say it's awesome that's awesome and um, if you could share what Burning Man is like I mean just coming from your perspective and why so many people attend it and where it's located in the sense of how to get there and when it when it occurs. I think that would be helpful to a lot of the people on Facebook too. Absolutely. To them. Yeah. Uh the the uh all the information and details is at burningman dot com. It is an extraordinary event gathering of beings from all walks of life uh meeting together in a not the easiest environment let's say um it's in um uh it's about 2 hours outside of Reno uh in a place called the Black Rock Desert and uh the earth is dry and cracked there is um a fine silt that covers the ground surrounded by mountains it is uh majestic you literally feel when you get there like you've entered um an alternate reality you've entered um you know, it's something that's so far removed from what our normal ex life experiences are in civilization that that immediately starts, uh, begins a shift within people. Uh, it's. Go ahead. For uh, retiring? There is, uh, it's set up very much like a city. It's set up in a, uh, uh, a semicircle and there are streets, um, and cross streets. Um, our camp is called Shift mm -hmm. and, uh, we have about 150 people that stay with us each year. Um, we have a um, kitchen crew. It's all catered. Uh, once you get out to Burning Man, no money is to change hands. It's um, a barter or a gift economy. Um, so, you know, for the different camps, and there's, you know, hundreds and hundreds of different camps, 
you pay your fees and everything before you get there. The fees for our camp go to include um, a shower setup that we build with an evaporation pond because, again, it's a leave-no-trace event. Um, it goes for all of your meals for seven days. Um, we have a series of speakers and workshops. Um, we have entertainment. We have DJs from all over the world uh, that stay with us. We have authors. And um, last year I did a couple of workshops and uh, many, many sessions. And this year I'll do um, five uh, workshops starting on Tuesday and ending on Saturday. The event starts the Monday before Labor Day and uh, goes for a week. Now, the environment out there, you can it can reach 50, 60-mile-an-hour winds during the day and be very hot, and at night it can get um, quite cold. Um, and so it is uh, an intense environment, and it is all about uh, radical self-expression mm -hmm. and... Um, about, I mean, for us, because we're out there as a group, it is uh, about what we create together. And the, the most interesting aspect of Burning Man is wherever you're at in your mind, in your head space, mm -hmm. that's exactly what you will attract out there. So if you go out there and you're not balanced and you're not in alignment and you're not clear, your experience will very much mirror that to you and immediately. <laughs> it's one of those places where everything just happens, you know, based on what you've got. And so um, I've been out there six years. This will be my seventh year. And uh they have all been exceptional experiences, but I find that I fine-tune <laughs> the experience a little bit more uh, each year. This past year, I was uh, honored to be part of a uh, wedding ceremony that took place out there. Um, I also took uh, my father's ashes and uh, my uh, dog's ashes and uh, did some very powerful ceremonies out there. Uh, it, it all climaxes on Saturday night as a uh, man built out of um, wood um, on a platform probably 50, 60 feet tall is burned. And it symbolizes um, burning and releasing what no longer serves us. Uh, and it is a beautiful, beautiful experience. The following night, they burn uh, the temple that is also built out of wood. And um, you leave prayers at the temple. You uh, go out there and do personal ceremonies. You write messages on the wood. I took um, the two eulogies that I did at my father's two services um, out there um, and his ashes. And it's, it's an opportunity for um, personal growth and um, to experience connection like there's almost no other really 
um, certainly not of this magnitude that we make available uh, for ourselves in our, you know, lives in the civilized world, if you will. Well, I can see how it would help mankind as a whole as as um, the thousands, 60,000 or so people come together as surrogates for the, you know, the planet and uh, and doing this Bernie Man ceremony. I can see how that would definitely be very helpful for clearing of the planet's um, energy for light to, more light to come forth. And it's 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 uh, lots of um, artwork and people expressing themselves. I've seen uh, live painting. Alex Gray has been out there several times. I've seen some of the finest uh, musicians and DJs uh, in the world out there from all over the world. Um, and I mean, from my experience, I did well over 600 guided visualizations this past year and gave away close to a thousand crystals. And so that's me coming into contact, uh, and touching the lives and being touched by many, many incredible beings. And, uh, just one more great opportunity for the universe for God to connect us based on the energy that we're holding at that at that moment, and uh, it is uh, it is definitely something to experience. But but watch out because once you experience it, um, for the most part, people want to continue to go back <laughs> year after year and kind of plan their year around it and their vacation time or however their uh, experience unfolds. Mm-hmm. How far away from Reno is it? Like it's two hours. Going? It's two hours driving uh, from Reno. And so um you get out there it's uh there's motorhomes and you know RVs of all types and people camping in their cars and in tents it's a very extreme environment this fine silt uh playa dust we call it cuz out there we call it the playa so the playa dust gets everywhere i mean you Whatever tent and stuff you take out there, whatever vehicle, I mean, it's it's uh, February now, and I've still got um, this playa dust in my truck. And when we turn on the uh, the air conditioning, uh, my nine-year-old daughter says, oh, it smells like Burning Man in here. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Um, how much does it cost so people can know and so I can know? Uh, the tickets, uh, it's they released certain numbers of tickets at certain prices. This year the tickets went on sale, I believe, uh, the middle of January. Mm-hmm. And I think the tickets were priced at 250 or 265 And they end up at 365 maybe, mm-hmm. um, you know, by the time the event is close. Um, it is on Bureau of Land Management land, so... Um, I believe that the Bureau of Land Management gets approximately a million dollars a year from the Burning Man Foundation wow. for the use of this land. Uh-huh. 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 
and uh, it is uh, it's it's a real production. The uh, the Burning Man group uh, it's it's they've been doing this for well over twenty years, and um, there are many many full time people uh, planning and organizing this. They have medical facilities out there. They have um, uh, law enforcement. They, you know, it's uh, it. It really it it is a city for uh, for a week. Mm-hmm. Wow, I'll have to try to see some, uh, I guess, satellite photographs or whatever I can to see uh, from overhead. You know, <laughs> the vastness of it because that's a lot of people to be. Involved oh, if you in. get. If you go to the website, uh, burningman.com, they have the aerial photos. I've been fortunate enough to, uh, I had some friends that are skydivers, and so I was fortunate enough to fly over Burning Man um, a couple of years ago. Uh And it it just, it takes your breath away. Um, And then just knowing what's going on down below and just seeing the energy from that perspective um, is outlandish. At night, everyone wears uh, things that light up, and all the camps light up. And there's, I mean, the sound systems are amazing. You dance all night. It's not unusual to, if you're there a week, to spend several nights, uh, if not more, uh, uh-huh. dancing all night, and then watching the sunrise and sharing that experience with um, with friends and new friends and. It's a life changer. That's great. That's just great. How did you first hear about it? And let me see. Um, I know everything ties in together, of course. Um, how does what you learned from uh, your, your travel to Machu Picchu, how does that bridge over to Burning Man for you? Hmm. Good question. Uh <laughs> I uh I learned about Burning Man from um a friend of mine uh his name is Christian Weber and he is the uh the leader of the shift camp and he I met him this is really uh, interesting cuz there's a, a very much a direct connect on this one in uh 1994 uh I took a trip uh, I was living in Manhattan in New York City, and I took a trip to uh, Peru with a group of people to work with a shaman deep in the, the Amazon jungle uh, for a couple of weeks. Uh, during that time, I turned 30, and uh, we worked with um, some of the plant teachers, and it was, uh, it was an amazing experience. And so after two weeks... Uh, there was a total solar eclipse uh, viewable in South America. And so my friend and I went to, well, we planned to go to uh, southern Peru to watch this eclipse. And uh, as spirit does, uh, we ended up uh, going to uh, northern Chile to a town called Arica, and um, there was going to be a great viewing spot in the Putre Mountains uh, outside of Arica, Chile, to see the eclipse. 
And one day we were getting supplies and getting ready to make the trek into the mountains. And a person came up to us and uh, asked if we had a piece of paper. And we gave him a piece of paper. And it was a very brief interaction. And uh, the next day we got to the Putra Mountains on the buses. And, and there's people all over the place, thousands of people on this mountain. And it's dark. Uh, and the eclipse is going to happen the next morning, and we made our way uh, to a place where we saw campfires. And they, they, but the campfires are all over this mountain, and it, it was really, really magical. And uh, we met some people and um, got up. We stayed up all night talking around the fire, had amazing connections with people, and in the morning. Um, everyone started going higher and higher on the mountain uh-huh. and um, climbing and climbing and it was just getting kind of exhausting and it was it was um, we're at a high elevation and I mean I can feel it right now in my chest yeah. and the excitement of this experience and my friend and I said this is fine let's just stay right here and we looked around as we were preparing and putting our crystals out and our everything for to get ready for this eclipse, we looked around and all the people that we saw, we had seen in Eureka, we had had connections with and this and that, we were with the night before, but there were hundreds of people that kept going past us. Mm-hmm. But all the people that were there were were part of our, I mean, I mean you know, I mean, uh, possibly part of our soul group um, yes, okay. and and everyone just like in that uh, all of us that were there just decided to stop there but again there were people that stopped before us and set up and and there were hundreds of people that passed us and um, it was kind of wild and so we watched the total solar eclipse which um, is a moving moving experience I've been to six of them now all over the world, and uh, there's nothing quite like this three or four minutes of totality. And um, afterwards, this whole group of us got in a huge circle and ran toward each other in the middle and hugged whoever was just right there, and it was just the celebration and rejoicing in life like I had not experienced in a group before. And the next day, or a day and a half later, we were at the airport, and uh, this we, we we were with uh, this person, and and we had become friends with, and it, it was Christian, and we were going to go to um, Cusco with him in in Peru uh, as a jumping off point for Machu Picchu, and we started talking with him, and we realized that. We that we had given him this piece of paper days before, wow. you know, but we had forgotten wow. that first connection point, and it was, um, it's that thing where you're in the when you're in the flow and the universe, yeah. you know, you're yeah. resonating at that same energy, and like energy attracts like energy. Um, there's just no way around it, and we got such a kick out of it um, that that's how it worked. And um, I heard about Burning Man at that time. Um, also, uh, Christian was in the hemp industry, and I learned all about hemp and its uh, wonderful uses and 
um, uh, how it can really uh, be a fabulous crop that can do so much good for this planet. And I ended up getting into the hemp business. Um, a couple of years later, and we were in um, catalogs, and we had retail outlets in Southern California. And, uh, wow. So this this person, Good Christian, fact, has yeah. played a, a beautiful role in my life yeah. on, on so many levels. Uh-huh. Just asking for a piece of paper, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you never know who you're going to meet. Yeah. Yeah, and the angels that you're going to find within the, you know, the people, the angel presence. Yeah, and when you're when you're open like that, um, that's you know one of the things in my workshops and seminars and on my uh, weekly teleconference is, uh, you know, don't take any any experience for granted, and and everyone that that shows up in your life. Is is there for a reason? It has a beautiful gift for us, mm-hmm. and so there is a there's a gift in um, in in every person, no matter how inconsequential it may seem uh, at right. the moment. There is a, there's always something bigger going on if you're uh, if you're open to it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um. You have a lot of um, gifts to offer as a, an intuitive counselor and an empowerment coach, and there are several things that you do in service to others. If um, if you don't mind, if you could explain just maybe a paragraph's worth about uh, rift frequencies and theta healing and what you do with crystal therapy. Maybe you could combine it all, but... There's several services that Dr. Dream offers to people, everyone, and um, that's just a few of the the top ones that I I would like him to talk about before we have to. We have a few minutes, like 26 minutes, before we have to leave. You, you got me nervous. You listed all that and said I had a paragraph to do it in, and I thought, oh boy. No, for, for, no. for each one, yeah. For oh, each I got gotcha. you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, boy, in a nutshell, I'm not sure. But no, I um yeah. I've I've been blessed in my journey to uh have been exposed to and experienced uh many modalities mm-hmm. for uh really to begin with, uh working on myself and um, you know, healing aspects of myself and, and uh and my experience, and uh, now it's a, a, an honor and, and a beautiful aspect of my life to be able to share uh, these modalities um, with others. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, we'll, uh, I guess we can jump into um, to right uh-huh. frequencies. Uh, when I was in Sedona, I um, was introduced to a person who's become one of my mentors, and uh, she's very involved with uh, with rife frequencies, and so I had the opportunity to learn about this. There was a gentleman, uh, Dr. Royal Rife, in uh, the 
1920s and 30s in San Diego, California. And uh, he had uh, what became known as a, a Rife uh, frequency device, a Rife machine. And um, he was very successful in uh, healing, assisting people in their healing process uh, from uh, cancer and some um, really, uh, you know, uh, how do I word it? I try and watch my words. Really uh, hardcore um, uh, ailments. <laughs> and so um, he was, uh, through, uh, you know, his experience was that he was shut down. Uh, his uh, machines were uh, um, uh, destroyed. Uh, but uh, his records survived. And today there are many devices that are based on um, this Rife technology and based on frequencies. And the basis for it is that we are all energy mm-hmm. and um, that there's a frequency to uh, whatever's going on in our bodies. And so there are books um, out there and lots of information on the Internet, and Rife is spelled R-I-F-E, and you can type in Rife frequencies or, um, you know, anything like that to get more information. So I work with one of these um, devices that are based on the the Rife technology, and uh, the device I work with has 40,000 frequencies available. Now, we have worked with people on specific um, physical ailments, but um, most of the people that are drawn to uh, the work that I do um, are drawn to work with me on emotional and spiritual levels, um, which to me heads off uh, the possibility of different things manifesting on a physical level because whatever manifests on a physical level has already resided in um, our emotional bodies. Right. And so, um, but I did have a um, a very interesting experience recently. At the end of December, um, a person found me on Facebook and asked if I would um, be interested in assisting her. She had uterine fibroids. And would I be interested in assisting her in um, shrinking the size of them so the surgery would be less uh, invasive? Mm-hmm. And my first question was uh, to ask her what was her level of belief in miracles. Mm-hmm. And she said that she absolutely believed in miracles. And I said, do you believe that we can create a medical miracle? And she said, absolutely. And I said, then I will walk this path with you. And um, it's not about shrinking them. It's, it's about you identifying why you have them, and then they no longer serve a purpose, and you won't need to have surgery. That's right. <laughs> Very good. Very and good. Excellent. <laughs> so we went we went through the process and we went through um eight or nine appointments. 
uh, and uh, each one got us um, a little bit uh, deeper into what was going on um, in her experience. In uh, each appointment, each session, and they involved all my modalities, the rife frequencies, the uh, essential oils, um, guided visualization, crystals. I mean, it was, um, as all my appointments do, it was just everything and and really affecting uh, her on all levels. And we went back to experiences she had in her late teens and early 20s. And uh, initially that's where she thought it started. Um, but I knew better because most of what we experience starts at uh, much younger ages. And we ended up uh, doing quite a bit of work with her inner seven-year-old and her inner four-year-old. Mm-hmm. By the way, just as a side note, um, she's given me full permission to share uh, this story, um, as I would never be um, uh, you know, putting this much out there without someone's permission. Right. Um, But uh, we did a lot of work, and then during this time, I uh, became certified as a Theta Healing Practitioner. And Theta Healing is is a process that can uh, uh, allow, create um, instantaneous healing from, from whatever, based on uh, the belief systems of the person. And so, obviously, the belief systems here were in alignment with, uh, with a miracle. Uh, and I came out of that, and uh, the, the very night that uh, I had received my certification that day, uh, my client came over, and we didn't do anything with crystals or uh, essential oils or rife or guided visualization or anything, and I did... Uh, uh, a theta healing session on her, mm-hmm. and uh, that was the last appointment for her. Mm-hmm. She uh, subsequently canceled her surgery. Um, I have contact with her every couple of days, um, and uh, it's been an amazing, empowering, enlightening experience for both of us. Mm-hmm. Sure. And it is that power that comes from taking a look at what your life has been about, connecting the dots, and doing whatever work is needed to do on whatever levels. Again, for her, the majority of the work was on her seven-year-old experiences she had as a seven-year-old and experiences she had as a as a four-year-old and uh, you know for any of us that have anything going on to be able to take a look at it observe it acknowledge it with honor and gratitude and yes. then do whatever work is we're, we're called forth to do with the experience to bring it back into alignment to bring all aspects of ourselves back into the oneness of all that we are. Um, and I believe that there isn't, uh, you know, a disease um, 
that 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 can't be affected uh, or transformed by that type of work and and there's so many modalities that uh that can assist in the facilitation of that but the greatest tool is the one all of us have inside available to us right now and that is our intention um and that is our conscious awareness and as you know so well um the power of our thoughts and the power of prayer uh can 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 and do change everything just want uh people to absorb that into their spiritual consciousness Now, you have several, uh, would you share about the several ways that people can get in touch with you if they wish uh, any products or services from you, Mark? Most certainly. Um, My uh, main site that's the easiest to remember is drdream.com, drdream.com. And um, you can find out there about the weekly teleconference. That's Wednesday night, uh, 6.30 Pacific time. This is a free uh, one-hour phone call. You can also listen to um, 52 recordings of interviews like this and past phone calls and uh, even some presentations that I've done. Uh, free from the website, or you can go to iTunes and type in uh, Dr. Dream, and um, it comes up. And again, all of these are free. Um, I've been guided to make so much of what I do available um, for everybody. Uh, Also on the website, I have a program called 21 Days to Change, the Conscious Creation Program, and uh this is a um pdf download it's a 105 page experiential workbook mm-hmm. and um it is a whopping four dollars and fifty cents so i realize that there are um coffee <laughs> drinks that cost more than that at your local uh coffee yes. shop that's true <laughs> um and then could you tell us we again? do oh, go ahead okay. Could you tell us again how you get uh, the 21 days to change the conscious creation? creation? Yeah, if you if you go to uh, drdream, drdream.com, okay. uh, right on the very first page there is a uh, picture of um, of the book 21 Days to Change the Conscious Creation Program, and uh, just click on that and you'll find the instructions of where to go. Also from that site, you can uh, follow me on uh, Twitter and on Facebook. And if you're local to California, um, connect with us on Mm -hmm. meetup.com. Also, we do uh, events all the time. We have uh, this coming weekend in San Diego on Saturday, a multiple modality group energy experience. It's three hours. 
and that is uh, Saturday at uh, 3 o'clock, and then Sunday at 1 o'clock. Is there a cost for that, Mark? Is there a yeah, cost? yeah, this uh, group session, it's a limited attendance. At that particular one, we have space for 14, but we've been filling it up. But we still have some space available, and it's $42 a person. Mm-hmm. And, um, again, uh, I want what we do uh, to be available to everyone. And if $42 is just, um, you know, not uh, available for you to put out at this time, uh, you can call me direct. My phone numbers are on the website, drdream.com, and uh, we can make arrangements because I think everyone that is drawn to what I do um, should have the opportunity to do it, whether they have $42 readily available or not in that moment. Um, And we have people that pay a partial, and then the results they get from the experience, I end up uh, getting a check or an online payment within a week or two <laughs> saying, uh, thank you so much, and you were right. It wow. really did pay off. Okay, that's great. That's great. It's great that, um, that things work like that, you know, um, just through the, the love and gratitude and intention of love and gratitude that we offer to everyone. That's great. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, in creating, like, uh, I know you work with manifesting, uh, and so in creating success in a chosen field, for example, or goal setting and achieving, um, are there some, I know there's some tips or techniques or principles that you could share, so if I'm not putting you on the spot right now, uh, I would appreciate if you could, you know, share what would be helpful. Oh, I do appreciate the question, and uh, it's it's not easy to put me on the on the spot with any of this because uh, this is what my path and my journey is about, and it is uh, from the uh, authentic self that I that I share all of this. Um, when I work with people on um, achieving what it is they want to achieve in their lives. Um, to work with people on um, attracting what it is they want to attract. I mean, we go about it uh, several different ways, and it's really based on uh, who I'm working with, be it one-on-one or or who's drawn to the particular uh, type of uh, workshop or seminar that we're doing. Mm-hmm. But there are some basics to it. And, uh, you know, one of the first places to start is to really very clearly identify what a person wants in their life. And that's that's where my program, um, you know, was birthed from, and that is dream the biggest dream. And so I ask people, um, you know, without judging it, without filtering it, what is your biggest dream for your life? Without judging it, without thinking someone else might judge it, From you, from your heart, what is your biggest dream? What makes your heart sing? What fills your soul? And then that's where we start to build on from there. Now, some people come back to me and they say, I don't don't really know what I want from my life. I don't really know how I want it to look. And um, 
there there's an answer for those people that that feel that way and that is if you don't know the specifics you do know because we all know how we want to feel and so i i ask them to clearly identify how, how do they want to feel in their life what you know what 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 do they want to to show up you know in their emotions and to to go about it that way and then the the magical mystery of the universe will will show you and present opportunities to you that will bring about those emotions that will bring about those feelings and that's that's another way to work into it mm-hmm. excellent that's excellent all right well um i've enjoyed your sharing and uh, i'm so glad that we've had no technical difficulties that interrupted the the um, interchange, the interview interchange, and we have um, so many outlets that people can tune into to get in touch with the work that you do, the work that I do, and I'm just very thankful that our paths have met, and I'm sure we'll continue meeting and talking and sharing and, uh, you know, helping people through the many different avenues that we have available. So I'd like I just have to say, uh, okay. but before you go on, I'm sorry to interrupt. You have been an absolute uh, blessing in my life, and um, it is, uh, you know, truly an honor for me to to be here and do this today. But to uh, to be on on your weekly call as my schedule permits, and to uh, follow you on on Facebook and through our mutual friends, um, and to have a copy of your book, your last book, um, Americans Saving Ourselves Together, right here with me right now. Um, and so these these touchstones of um, beauty and connection and inspiration. Uh, for me, and I, I just want to thank you uh, for that and what that means to me in my life. All right. Thank you, too, and uh, I'll say you're welcome. And uh, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I don't know, uh, awestruck sometimes as to how people come into my life, and I, I know how that works, but I'm still at the same time just... Uh, embraced by the beauty of it. So uh, we're just thanking each other again. Um, I'll I'll put out a... Well, you, you, you'll put out a review, too, of what has transpired today. And if you want to, you can download our interview. I guess it'll be archived in, what, a couple hours, and you can download it and just send it off to, you know, whomever you're directed to. And add it to maybe the iTunes if you want. Absolutely. Great, great. Um, I'm going to uh, turn on the music now, and if there's nothing else that you wish to add, which you're invited to add anything else before we go off, um, let me ask you that first. If you wanted to add anything else, you're more than welcome before we close. I'm perfectly uh, satisfied and in alignment with uh, how this has all unfolded today. Okay. 
Okay, great. Well, thank you, Dr. Dream, and we'll be getting in touch with you on Facebook and your website um, and, you know, the other channels. So, Dr. Dream, um, I just want to say thank you again for the 15th time <laughs> uh, for being with us, Mark Peebler. <clears throat> and check out his books, please, and check out uh, the services that he offers on his website, which he's mentioned, and, and you can archive this uh, interview as well, and so you'll have it in front of you. Thank you again, and I uh, look forward to having you all join me again next month, or next week, rather, and we'll talk about uh, next month, we'll talk about the next power of man uh, at our service, and that will be discrimination or judgment, okay? Thank you very much, and uh, so long, Dr. Dream. So long. Okay.